Hello and welcome to KLO Talks, a podcast for financial discussion. This is where we discuss the latest financial trends, news and events and aim to unravel the complicated world of investing and finance. So whether you're passionate about the sector or just want to understand more about the importance of optimising your finances, KLO Talks has something for everyone. Hello and welcome to another episode of KLO Talks, the podcast for financial discussion. It's Pete. We're back again for another episode and I'm joined again by Terry. How are you doing? Yes, I'm well. Thank you, Peter. Thank you for having me uh, back. Um, That's all right. You're like the, uh, the, the regular one on, on, this, uh, on this podcast now. I just can't stop talking. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, as it is, as they say, it's good to talk. It's good to talk, especially when we're talking about money and things that can have value to people's lives anyway. So yeah, important thing to do. So this episode is going to be looking at ISAs from a slightly different perspective. So um, many of you know what an ISA is. You know that you have an allowance every single year, every tax year, and you're probably aware of it, may or may not have used it. What we want to use this conversation to do is to approach it at a different angle. One that is actually quite powerful from a financial planning point of view and can be quite impactful when it comes to your overall estate so if you know you've looked at ISAs before or this is something that you know you need to be doing definitely pay attention to what we're going to talk about here because it is going to be a big win a big area of conversation that we're going to lead with so Terry why don't you just give us a little bit of an overview what an ISA is and then we can get into it that way yeah yeah thank you Peter yeah so an ISA um what it is it's it's a tax wrapper and what I mean by that is it has different tax implications uh, within it. So you're allowed to put an amount of money each year into an ISA. Everybody has an annual allowance. And you touched on that, Peter, just now. So at the moment, it's £20,000 each year that an individual can put into an ISA. Historically, um, it was it was lower than seven thousand pounds, but over the last ten years, it's jumped up from seven thousand pounds to twenty thousand pounds where we are now. So the government really wants people to use these. Uh, why do they want to use them? Um, because they don't want us to um, look at the government uh, in retirement for funding. Um, they want us to be able to look after ourselves. So they put all these things in place. And nicer is a great way to look after yourself in retirement. So you can have a stocks and shares ISA, which means that you can have you know, stocks and shares, investments, you can, you can buy your Vodafones, your HSBCs, things like that. You can have global funds and it's very flexible. You have something called a cash ISA, which most banks will do and building societies. But being completely honest with the way cash rates are now, interest rates and what the returns that you're getting on some of these ISAs, they're probably not worth it that much anymore. The rates are just so low. And, and that's the environment that we're in. If you're not putting your money into some sort of investment other than cash, um, you, you're losing money in real terms. And so real terms, what we're talking about is after you calculate the performance of your cash investment uh, minus inflation, are you positive or negative? And that's real terms. Um, and a lot of people forget this, then that, if they're not beating inflation in their investments, then, well, it's probably the wrong investment. 
Absolutely. I think it's really important just to, you know, just point out as well that, you know, inflation is the primary reason why you invest in the stock market in the first place. It's all about making sure that your purchasing power is consistent with the rate of inflation so that you don't physically lose purchasing power. Um, and that's the key reason why we invest in one of the main objectives. It should really be the first port of call, really, to be honest, to be in the rate of inflation. Yeah, you're completely right, uh, Peter, because you know, you might have you might have a hundred thousand pounds now and say, Oh, in ten years' time I'm going to retire and I'm not gonna do anything with that hundred thousand pounds and I'm still gonna have a hundred thousand pounds. But that what you touched on, the purchasing power. So inflation erodes that and that hundred thousand pounds might be worth let's just pick a number, eighty thousand pounds. Yeah. Um, people I think people are actually quite astonished at how how much the impact of inflation actually is. So as you know, I've got an investment course and I and I yeah. put up this course. I looked at, and you can find this on the Bank of England website, by the way, so you can go and play with this on there. £10 in 1950 was worth £352 in 2019. It's yeah. a huge difference. And that basically put the rate of inflation at around about 5.3 on average over that period of time. So inflation has a bigger impact than a lot of people give it credit for. Yeah, it's the silent killer of money. <laughs> it really is. Um, that's why you have to do stuff. Have to do something with your money, make it work for you. So, yeah, if you're invested in a in a cash ISA, you're probably not beating inflation. And so, your stocks and shares ISA is the way forward. Um, I would suggest for the majority of people. Yeah. And I think it's really important as well to highlight at this point that, you know, we've just talked about inflation there and the impact that it has on your purchasing power. The whole reason why ICES are so attractive is because it is tax free. The government is allowing you to save money every single tax year. So the tax year runs between April the 6th and April the 5th. They're allowing you to save £20,000 every single tax year. And for the period of time that you have this money within this account, so this ISA account, Everything that you invest into it, all of your investment returns are completely tax-free. And that's extremely attractive because not only is it tax-free, you don't, you know, you're obviously beating inflation. A lot of times with other investments, you've got to beat inflation, but you also have to pay tax on it. So it's almost like a double, double whammy within with a with an ISA. It's you've only got to be concerned about one thing, and that's inflation. Yeah, you've just touched on a really good point there, Peter. That's the that's the attraction of an ISA. Um, and that's why the government is giving you an allowance of 20,000 and not a hundred thousand because they want you to pay some tax on some money. But what it is, is the investment within the ISA is free from capital gains tax. So any capital gains, you're not paying tax on <coughs> and, um, income tax, it's free from income tax. So interest that you're earning on your investments, dividends that you're earning, that's free from income tax. So it all just keeps rolling up free from any sort of tax. And that's very powerful. So we talk about inflation building up year on year, which is powerful. But if you've got investments building profit on profit on profit on profit after year, compounding your profits, that's very powerful too. Um, in a tax-free environment, it, it's, a, it's a double bonus. That's, uh, yeah. Cheers for that, Terry. So with that, with that foundation set now, the angle that we wanted to lead this discussion down was how you can utilize ISAs to your benefit 
to further reduce tax liabilities in other areas of your finance, such as with your pensions. Because ICEs are a beautiful thing because you can generate an income from them as well. And that does have an, a clear advantage for people perhaps who have also built up pension pots during the course of their working careers as well. Yeah, um, that, that it's, it's very powerful. And I think a lot of people miss it. So when you think of pension, you think, right, I'm going to use this money when I retire. Makes sense, right? It's mm-hmm. a pension what you're building for. But if you're building up a pension uh, pot and then you're building up your ISA allowances each year, when you get to retirement, it's good that you're, you know, it's, you have to look at it and your financial advisor should look at this as well. And I'm sure they do the best pot of money to withdraw some income from so you can actually live. And what I mean by that is, um, which one can you pay less tax on? Mm-hmm. So you can draw money out of your pension. So you can draw 25% of your pension tax-free lump sum at the beginning of retirement. That's a, that's a great um, advantage. But then when you start drawing from your pension after that, you start paying income tax on it. So anything that comes out is subject to income tax. With an ISA, it's very different. When you draw out of an ISA, you don't have to report it for income tax purposes. So there's no income tax to pay on an ISA. So what you can do is, if you've got a a sizable amount of ISA fund and a sizable amount of pension fund, you can look at which one do I draw money from. So you might say, I I will take my 25% tax-free cash from my pension. Okay, that's fine. That's up to you and your financial advisor, what you plan there. But then afterwards, where am I going to draw my income from? My pension or my ISA? Now, if you draw it from your ISA, you're not going to pay any income tax on, on, the, on the income that you take from your ISA. That's one positive. Then if you leave your pension alone and you only draw from your ISA, then that pot of money can be left to your beneficiaries. Mm-hmm. And is free from inheritance tax. It's outside of your estate for inheritance tax. And let's not forget inheritance tax, anything above your personal thresholds, um, your beneficiaries will pay 40% tax on. So it's a huge tax uh, bill that you that they may be subject to. Yeah. So you can use the two there for two benefits. So if you draw from your ISA, you you won't be paying income tax and you can leave your pension free from your estate. Yeah, and this is a really, really powerful take. One that when we talk about wealth preservation, it's something that really needs to be a consideration for most individuals who may be looking at a big inheritance tax bill in the future. And this is all about tax efficiency. And one of the first rules of financial planning is tax efficiency first, right? So it's all about tax efficiency, using assets that allow you to pay as little tax as possible within the legislative um, arena and the legislative uh, framework. And ICE is perfectly fall within that. So essentially what we're saying here is using your ICEs, so build, paying into your ICEs every single year, building a sizable chunk, and then using that to derive an income instead of from your pension, not only allows you to pay the less least amount of tax 
on income you draw via the ISA, but also leave your pension to your beneficiaries outside of your estate so that they don't have to pay a 40% tax bill potentially in the future. Yeah, and I had this very conversation um, with somebody a couple of weeks ago, and they said to me that they have a pension pot, and they also said, oh, we've got an ISA as well, and I've got a, a cash ISA, um, and I need to start drawing from my pension. Um, and the two pots of money were actually very similar in size. And I suggested, I said to him, well, have you thought of actually changing your cash ISA to a stocks and shares ISA and replicating your pension investments? And so they're exactly the same. And then drawing from your ISA. He said, well, why do you want to do that? I said, well, what are you going to do with your ISA? He said, well, I'll, I'm going to leave it to my children. I said, well, that will be in your estate then, and they may have to pay 40% tax on some of it. Mm-hmm. I said, why don't you draw from your ISA and leave your pension and just write the pension into your children's names? On your death, you, they won't pay any inheritance tax on the pension, but they will on the ISA. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, that makes sense. And he said, I never thought of it like that. And then I told him that he won't be paying income tax on the ISA withdrawals either. Mm-hmm. But the pension. He said, well, why would I draw from my pension? I said, well, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's no point. The benefit yeah. to do it this way. Yeah. It's just simple having a look at different pots of money because each pot of money has a different tax implication to it and seeing which one will benefit the clients the most. Yeah. And this is the benefit of financial planning is having an expert working with you to look at all of these eventualities and all of these tax wrappers so that you get to use the most tax sufficient one first, which is essentially what we're talking about here. I mean, I think the beauty, what you've, you alluded to this a little bit earlier in the conversation, Terry, is the fact that, you know, if you look at the ISO allowance historically, I mean, it's more than doubled in the last 10 years or so. I mean, you know, the ISO allowance used to be at £7,000 per year. We're now at £20,000 per year. And that may go up again in the future, depending on obviously Chancellor and, and budgets and stuff. But it is a great um, arena for you to invest money into. And at £20,000, you know, you do that. If you're a couple, if you're a couple, you double this, by the way. So individually, if you were to invest into your ISAs five years straight, that's £100,000. Times that by two, if you're a couple, that's £200,000. I don't know about you, but I've come across a number of ISA millionaires in my time um, in the industry. Yeah. And, you know, when you start to get to those kind of levels, which are, very, very easily achievable if you have a plan. You're looking at some very, very attractive income streams with potentially no tax in the future. Yeah, yeah, you're quite right. You can build up your ISA pots uh, quite quickly. And I mean, the, the, the most tax efficient way to build for your future and build for, if we're talking about retirement, is through a pension because you mm-hmm. get the going into a pension. Yeah. But if you've used up those allowances each year, then your next port of call should be your ISA. Um, obviously, it d- depends on your circumstances, but it, it, is a very, it, is, it is a very simple way of looking at things, that the ISA benefits for the future are greater than what people think. And people historically, I think, think of ISAs as, oh, getting 2% from my bank, mm-hmm. uh, getting, uh, getting 1% from my bank, and that's all it is. That's an ISA. 
but a lot of people don't realize that the stocks and shares ISA is you can have proper investments in there, investments that will work for you. Um, and if you can carry that risk, which is why you need your risk reviewed before you do anything like this, then you should replicate it, uh, um, replicate your ISA as the pension is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you made a really, really good point there in the fact that a pension is still the most tax efficient way of you actually doing it. Because again, the big kicker is a pension is outside of your estate. Yeah. But along this journey, it's important to have a financial professional helping you structure where you put your money with a view for the future so that you know, right, we're using this one first and then we're moving to here to make sure that you're in the most tax efficient mode as possible. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. Um, and yeah, it's all about getting to a client's objectives, but getting there in the most tax efficient way. Mm. Um, and you don't, you don't make decisions based on tax. That's secondary. You try and get to the client's objective first and then try and work out which is the t most tax efficient way. Um, so you don't start say, right, the most tax efficient way is this. And let's hope we get to the client's objective. No, it's the other way around. Yeah. Right? Golf commerce first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then if you do that, then clients are very happy because they can see they can see that they're getting the most value out of their money, and that's the whole point. Um, beating inflation, growing your funds for the future, and then when you go to draw on those funds, how do I pay as little tax as possible? Yeah, absolutely. So in closing this, um, are there any kind of final thoughts from you for the listeners that you would like them to kind of just bear in mind with? Yeah, I think it's important to note that, see, something as simple as what, what we've discussed today um, gets missed a lot of the time. Uh, and you have a quick conversation with somebody and say, well, why are you doing it like that? And I say, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, you could do it like this and it won't change your, the way you live at all, but you'll pay less tax or your beneficiaries will pay less tax. And it's just a quick review of having a look at your situation. I, I mean, I recommend it to everybody. Have a review of your financial situation. Let's start talking more about money mm -hmm. and let's hiding that conversation about money and it, oh, it's a taboo topic. Um, have your finances reviewed. Um, I mean, like what we do at KLO, we will review your finances. We'll even create a report on recommendations and all of that is free of charge. Mm -hmm. You might as well get the review done and then you can just walk away and say, okay, I was doing everything correct. Or oh, there's a few things here that I could change. Okay, that's fine. But have that conversation. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. Um, I'm all about making sure that the more we talk about it, the more, um, more, the more things come to light. Um, I think for for a very long time, and I hope people who have listened to this or are listening to this have actually now got a, a different insight to how ISIV can be used and why they're actually important. And you know, if you are listening to this and this has been a revelation to you, then please do reach out to Terry uh, for a complimentary consultation. There will be details in the show notes for you to make contact with him. But like I said, it's a it's a complimentary consultation. It doesn't cost you a penny and we can have a look at 
where your where your eggs are in 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 their baskets and you know have a look at how we can make that a little bit more tax efficient if we need to it doesn't cost you anything at all you have everything to to gain nothing to lose so again thank you so much for listening to this episode it's been a bit of a short one but a interesting one nonetheless uh, until next time take care